Yes, we're back. This is Come Lose It. New era starting right now. We've said goodbye to Podcast Fat Boy. We've done it. We are now into the Come Lose It with Matt Duncan phase of this podcast. We're starting. I'm excited. We're going to still talk about losing that weight. But we're also going to talk about losing... Welcome, hello, our second pod in January. Here we go. I'm working, I'm getting my articles and stuff ready to talk about. I'm trying to get, you know, all my fitness stuff in order. What am I doing? What am I... You know, what, 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 what am I exactly, what's going to change, you know, with this podcast? Is it going to be the same kind of thing? Yeah, like I, I think that's what I said. It's just the branding's changed. We're trying to get, you know, my baby podcast with the baby art and everything else. It's all done. Everything's being updated now and we are trying to lose it. Our minds, we're losing our way. We're losing our keys. You know, we're losing that uh, friend that doesn't call you back's phone number. We're losing whatever party you voted for in the last election, you're losing them, you're gaining another, I don't know, we're just going to fucking lose whatever you got to lose. You come here and you lose it. So we did the changeover, you know, pretty much after the last podcast, I just started making all the changes because I know, I know those fucking podcatchers, they always, some of them, some of them work flawlessly. They do the changeover. You change your stuff with your host, and then it changes over there. Shout out to Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to Jeff Bezos, born 64, Apple Music. You know, but then, you know, it's the Google ones. It's like the Android motherfuckers. They always cause me trouble. So I had to do some, you know, sending emails to support and everything. But I got, you know, the stitchers all fixed, the... Pocket Cast is which the, you know, podcatcher that I like to use so much, that has changed. And the last one that's, I, for the most part, changed, I don't know, Google Podcast. Does anybody listen to podcasts with Google Podcasts? I, I feel like they don't even really care about running a, a podcatcher. They're very difficult to to get any changes done with. So it, it's kind of working. Uh, they've changed most of it, but I don't know. If you click on the episode and it pops up, it might still be the old logo. There's not much more I can do. I've, you know, I've done my best. So, you know, I, I'd encourage you to not use po- uh, Google Podcasts. I think it's garbage anyways. It's a terrible interface. Sorry to all those Android users out there, but that's just how I fucking feel. What do you want me to say? I fucking, uh, I'm not an Android guy. I'm not a Blackberry guy. I talked about it in the last one. Been an Apple guy for now for 13 years. In my 14th year. What am I going to do? Go back to a flip phone? I'm going to go back to the Nokia 901 or what was it? I My first ever cell phone my dad gave me was a Nokia 101. It was an analog phone just for emergencies in high school. And all I could do was make calls on it. That was it calls there was no nothing to you know game or web or anything like that it was make a call but i'll tell you something with those analog phones they had the best reception i could call you in the middle of the fucking arctic from that phone it was great and once they switched to digital now it's like oh you're out of this zone you're out of that zone you're in this zone and you know i'm using one of the cheaper 
that works in with Fido. So, you know, it's kind of like a city type of service. You know, you, you get lucky in the bush. You get lucky. But anyway, thanks for enduring the change. I know some of you probably didn't see the last episode. Some people are going, hey, what the hell? I was subscribed to Podcast Fat Boy, and now there's this new logo, and it says, come lose it with Matt Duncan. What the fuck is going on? So if you need the whole story, I'm not going to say this is the last time I'm going to talk about the change because this is the first episode of the new era. Just go back to episode 75 because I explain it all there off the friggin' top. So... What am I talking about today? What am I, what am I, what's going on? What's going on in my mind? Crazy couple fucking weeks, you know, like I, I, I got a, I got a parent with, with health problems and it, you know, it's never easy. It's never easy. I'm, I'm getting to that age now where it's like they, as I said before, that's just, they're starting to happen. You can't be shocked by it. You're going to get a call from your parents one day and there's, they're going to have some kind of ailment that they just have to, to deal with and take pills every day with and whatever. So that's kind of, you know, my mom's going through a lot of shit right now, and it's very stressful. Uh, it's stressful for me. It's very stressful for her. It, it, it sucks. And, you know, and me and her husband do not get along so great. Does that keep you shocked in your sheets? Because let me tell you something. I've been dealing with step-parents for a long time, but when you get closer to that 30-year mark... You start to you start to lose the ability to be the person that keeps everything from crumbling, you know? I don't want to make things crumble, but I can't keep, you know, going along with the shit that just ain't working. It's the best way I could say it without saying it. So anyways, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of stress. And then, you know... Got my booster, got the fucking booster shot for COVID on Tuesday. And let me tell you something right now about the booster. When I got shot one, when I got shot two, it felt like I was, it, it was emotional. It felt like I was doing something to help us all get through this crazy global pandemic that's going on in every country in this world. This entire planet is dealing with it. And I thought, ah, oh, this feels good. I'm getting a little choked up right here. I'm doing my part, you know, and then time goes on. And now it's like seven months after that, I'm getting this booster shot and it hit different with the booster. I wasn't super happy to get the booster. I'm not super happy that we have to keep doing this. I'm not super happy that it might be endemic. I'm not happy that, you know, I keep getting more shots and people are still so resistant. And, you know, I, I got to say, I, I think threatening people's jobs, it is working to get them vaccinated. But now everyone's paying attention to, well, vaccinated people are getting sick. So why am I going to get vaccinated? But, you know, it's like, I don't think the point of it ever was for us not to get sick. It was always just to minimize the damage. And there's, yeah, vaccinated people that are getting sick. And what they say when they're not sick anymore is I'd probably be dead if I wasn't vaccinated. And I think that is very true. Because it's not even like getting the sick, you know, like I, I've, I've been sick before, you know? 
I felt the body break down and I felt the body come back. But what scares me about this is like, it's not even just having this period of being sick. It's, it's the long term. It's the fucking long COVID shit. I know people that aren't vaccinated right now that have very physical jobs. If they get long COVID, they won't be able to work just on a physical level. Won't even be, uh, you know, something to do with a mandate or anything like that. It'll be like they can't work because they can't walk. So, but I do feel the frustration. I feel the frustration about all of it. It is frustrating. You should be allowed to question stuff. You should be able to have questions. You know, it's like, you know, there's different things. You know, who, who really knows what could happen in the future with the vaccines? But I'm also saying that it's like taking, you know, it's like in one hand you've got COVID, the other hand you've got the vaccine, and I think we just have to accept that like, fuck, there's just a good chance that we're living in this this day and age right now where we're going to possibly experience some side effects from one or the other, and it seems like our chances are a lot, uh, like less likely with the vaccine, so we just have to choose that because there's only two options. Because if you don't get the vaccine, you're choosing the other option, which is COVID. Getting it fucking head on. And this thing is just going to keep coming out with new variants. It's just a, it's just going to, I don't know. It's saying it's endemic. This is this just what we got to do every year. We're going to have to do like a flu shot every year. So I went to a pharmacy and they pulled the old switcheroo because I don't know if it's the same in the city, but out here in the burbs, people are real fucking pissy about not getting Pfizer. Now, I'm not one of those people because I was one of the first, one of the fucking first to mix. And I don't know a ton of people that have. I had Pfizer first, and I had Moderna second. I did some research myself, and it just seems like it is actually. It can't hurt you. It can only be better. So anyway, I was just trying to get in a shot because of all this Christmas stuff. I was trying to get a shot as quickly as possible. So I went through the government portal to book an appointment. But then I also went on a bunch of wait lists with pharmacies. And then I was able to bump up by a couple days. And just because my wife was getting it done on the same day as me originally, I figured why not space it out a little bit. In case one of us gets sick, right? Because there's nothing worse than being sick together. It's not fun. Because someone's got to muscle through. Someone's getting sick. So I went and got it. Now I signed up and it said Pfizer. And I was like, okay, what? Pfizer, don't, no worries. As soon as I get there, there's a thing on the protective glass at the pharmacy saying, we only have Moderna. I said, yeah, that's fine. But I could tell by... Their voice. I could tell by the way they that the, the pharmacist looked at me that they've been getting a lot of shit about this. And I just told him, I said, look, if this is what you want to do in hopes that someone is, you know, I don't know if it's three out of 10, if it's five out of 10 people that come in here thinking they're getting Pfizer and you say Moderna and they're like, fine, fuck it. They still get it. Then keep doing this little game. But if you 
are booking people in for Pfizer and then bringing them in and, and knowing that you don't have any Pfizer, you're going to get grief because people are all fucked up about the brand wars for no fucking reason. <laughs> for some reason, Pfizer is just that sweet red Coca-Cola. You can't fuck with a Coca-Cola ad. Give me Santa Claus. Give me the fucking polar bears drinking Coca-Cola. I don't want fucking Kylie Jenner going to a protest, cracking a, a Pepsi for fucking world peace. That ain't, that ain't flying, okay? You don't come up with Crystal Pepsi and call yourself a goat. So yeah, I got a couple shots of Crystal Pepsi in there. I got one shot of Coke, two shots of Crystal Pepsi, and I don't give a fuck. I got it done. I'm boosted. And I think I got my first test because I went into a Popeye's chicken last night and a gentleman who looked like a uh, laborer of sorts went in without a mask on, pick up some chicken. And before he went in, he had one of those, he let out one of those coughs that just, you know, those sick, layered, croppy coughs. He let it out. I think he was trying not to. He went, <clears throat> heard it. I was like, fuck. Where are my fucking N95? I sp- thankfully I could spread out in there. Felt bad for the workers. Really hoping that that guy didn't give me fucking COVID. Because I saw a glint in his eye that he was, he wasn't getting a shot. <laughs> you ain't wearing a mask, you probably aren't getting a shot, right? Speaking of people who don't get shots, R.I.P. Meatloaf. Oh, look, I never was fucking into Meatloaf. Even that one song. Yeah, friends like to sing it at karaoke. But all they're talking about now is the that. Now that Meatloaf is dead, everyone's talking about the that. You know what I'm talking about when I say the that? You know how in his most favorite song he said he would do anything for love? But he won't do that? That's the that I'm talking about. We're talking about the that. Which is the vaccine. (laughs) When Meatloaf wrote that song in probably the 70s, he was talking about them vaccines. If it was some kind of Shakespearean witch that was bobbing her head over a cauldron, she would be saying, hey, that's a snappy song you just wrote. But I will tell you this. There is a prophecy in one of those lyrics. So apparently you'll do a lot for love, but I think you should do a little more. Because if you won't do that, you're going to die. And I'm not making fun of the man for not getting, you know, like I don't kick a, a especially a big man. I don't kick a big man when he's down ever. This is not a fat phobic podcast. And he's a proud big man. His name is Meatloaf. Okay? But 
when you spread all this mis- misinformation, which he's been doing for the last two years, people have been signing up for cameos with him so that, you know, and he's expensive. I don't know. He's probably over two or three hundred dollars, something like that. I read one guy's like, I got a cameo for meatloaf for my dad. He was in quarantine because of COVID for what, I don't know if he had it or what, or he was in, he couldn't see anybody for his birthday. So they got their dad, a meatloaf cameo. And he just did a whole cameo was him ranting about how COVID ain't real. You should go over and hug your dad, see your dad. All this shit is fake vaccines or government this and that, all the fucking bullshit we've been dealing with. So you pay that much for a meatloaf cameo. And now he's dead from COVID. (laughs) And I think he must have said, he must have said what he's on the vent, like, don't you tell him, don't you tell him what I died from. Don't you fucking dare. You tell him I hate, I choked on a meatloaf myself. It'll be ironic. Don't you tell them. Because it doesn't seem like they released anything about COVID. They didn't say like, yeah, dad, you know, old guys, their beliefs can't change them. Old dog, new tricks, not here. But it somehow got leaked through the fucking gossip media or something. That it was COVID. So anyway, meatloaf. I was never really a fan I never even really liked that song. And I really don't like the dish meatloaf myself. Like, I kind of do, I kind of don't. I'm still on the fence with it. Don't fuck with me putting ketchup on it. I don't want any of that fucking, that dirty-ass 80s mom dinner ketchup shit. But with death, there comes life, and you cannot have death without a birthday. Okay, we got some... We got some birds to go over today. You thought I was going to get rid of this segment? Are you fucking crazy? Diane Lane's 57. Diane Lane! She shot a movie at my cottage, at a cottage like in the bay where my cottage is. And I'm not going to say this is like a Muskoka type area where there's celebrities and shit all the time. This is kind of an interesting spot to choose. But she apparently, some years ago, shot a movie there with Mickey Rourke. And we, I remember us at the cottage getting, you know, like, you get the production manager flyer being like, hey, we're shooting a movie. If you got any problems, contact us here. Common thing when they're shooting on location. And all I could think about was Mickey Rourke flicking sick butts probably into my lake. That crazy... You know, mask, the mask villain when he puts the mask on. That's what Mickey Rourke looks like. Speaking of creepy green, Linda Blair is 63 today. Linda Blair looks fucking great. She looks, she's just a lovely looking lady. And I'm not sexualizing her. I'm just saying she looks pleasant. You know, I bet you should be uh, very, you know, intriguing in person, you know? For someone that played such a gross role to a T. Controversial role, too. Happy birthday there, Linda. Love The Exorcist. Jim Jarmusch is 69. I, you know what? I would love to see a celebrity box match of 
David Lynch and Jim Jarmusch, these two wild-haired gray men with their weird styles. I'm pro David Lynch, obviously. J- Jim Jarmusch, I, you know, what was it? Broken Flowers or what? I, I don't know. I don't even. I don't remember any of this shit. I watched Cigarettes and Coffee many years ago, and I almost lost my fucking mind. I didn't understand what the fuck was happening. Uh, one of the uh, Masterson brothers is 42. Christopher, not Danny. We know Danny's in some hot water right now at the Scientology org. They're trying to get a rape charge off him. Uh, ruins the show, Danny. I got to say, you ruined that 70s show knowing that that not only uh, were you someone that has allegedly committed such heinous crimes, you did it during the fucking heyday of the show. So it's like, ah, great. Sorry, kitty. Guess I gotta wait for the reboot. Alpha Sargetti's 47. Beverly Mitchell, 41. You know her. Seventh Heaven or whatever. Seventh Heaven, never watched it unless I had to. Unless I was paid to. John Wesley Ship at 67. That's a character actor's face. That is a character's actor's face. Seymour Castle, you know him from the Wes Anderson movies. Died a couple years ago. But, uh, you know. Oh, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is 54. And I will say, happy birthday. It's pronounced Fieri, not Fieri. Fitness update. Oh, back into the fitness update. Back into the fitness update. So, here's a problem, okay? You have the booster shot, and it fucks everything up fucks up my body, it fucks up my mind. You know, the I, I took a bunch of time off this week. I worked up once, got the booster on a Tuesday, and then I had to take a couple of days off just to relax, make sure myocarditis didn't set in. But then I, you know, had to go and dig my mom out of a snowstorm far away in her fucking town that she lives in. I had to throw my snowblower in the trunk and drive it all the way. Two and a half hours and blow snow for about four hours straight. My hands were tingling, my ears were ringing. I forgot to put on my fucking safety headphone things. God damn it, I'm always so good about that. But I was wearing ear flaps on my hat. So it felt like I was wearing protection. My ears are ringing. I was all fucked up. You know, I'm worried about this shit now. I think I might have tinnitus. I don't fucking know. That's the next thing I got to get checked out. (sighs) The Derby challenge is not going well, obviously. If I'm not working out, I'm not doing it. It's hard to just drop and do planks. What am I, Xanta? So what I've done instead of like, oh, I'll just catch up. It's too crazy with this one because you're spending minutes and minutes now doing planks, so I just put a black X on the calendar when I don't do it. I do a red X when I do it, so at least I can see how how well I'm sticking to it, you know? Not cheating. So I'm going to try and get back in. I'm going to get back on the bike today. You know, I, I did a lot of exercise yesterday. I closed them rings with the snowblower. It was a lot of work. So I'm going to try and get on the bike shortly after I do this pod. And then we'll see. We'll go from there, you know? Hopefully I don't get tinnitus or myocarditis or pericarditis or all this shit. 
you know, but that's that that's you know, I'm not I'm not getting down on myself. You know, it's the beginning of January. We got a year to do all this shit. But, you know, I want that fucking January badge on the Apple Watch. I'm telling you right now, I want that fucking badge because I've never gotten the January one yet. This is my third January. I've never gotten the January badge because I just haven't been able to pull it together at the start of the year, I guess. That's going to fucking change right now. Let's get a smell news. Health <laughs> news. News that is health related. Pardon me. Almost jumped the gun there a little bit. So I got two two things in the health news I want to talk about. You know, I'm always looking for new diets. I'm always looking for uh, some weird health news. There's one that's kind of been on my list for a while, and I keep pushing it because I keep like, you know, too much health news going on that I want to talk about. I try to keep it to two things, and that's not going to change with Come Lose It, okay? It's not going to change with the Come Lose It with Matt Dungan podcast. The first thing I will talk about, because, you know, you're always looking, I'm always looking for a diet that's like, I wish I could find one where I don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? Where I don't have to like count calories or the time of day or I can just eat a certain type of food. Now I'm looking at you, Penn from Penn and Teller who ate potatoes or whatever for a month. Talked about it in the past. Apparently it was bullshit. But it's, you know, the same kind of vein where you're just like, okay, so what, what what food do I have to work with, and can I just eat it and and not worry about it? So, I did see this article in the Toronto Star a few weeks ago, uh, the start of the year, and there was a University of Toronto study. Now that's a fucking big university, folks. There was this study, and it showed how a lot a low glycemic diet can lose weight without even trying. So, if you look at the the glycemic index, right? It's it's a way to label food of like, which foods spike your blood sugar, right? You eat some foods, it really spikes your blood sugar up. You eat fucking birthday cake. You eat breakfast, you know, sugary cereals. That's, gonna, that's a high glycemic index. That's going to spike your blood sugar. And of course this makes sense because everything fucking sugar related is related to to gaining weight it's it's all it always fucking comes down to sugar and it's so addictive fucking sugar i've been just plowing chocolates like you would not believe <laughs> so yeah like i said sugar records feels white rice very high glycemic index very high you're not gonna lose weight and you know when i was a trainer i remember i had a client i was like she was um eating a lot of rice. I go, you're eating a lot of white rice? I go, that's not good. You're not going to lose weight if you eat white rice. Can't eat it. And I didn't really know back then why. I just thought because it was really starchy. But it has a like a GI of 70 or higher. So that's and it, that ain't good. And you even got like medium ones that you can eat moderately, like pineapple, parsnips, cornmeal, things like that. But you want to get into the low, okay? So they put people on the low. Now, I will say, like, if you're looking for as low as it friggin' goes, like a like a 28, you just got to eat some barley. Get some fucking barley and eat some fucking barley. I ain't talking about fucking beer. Don't you fucking dare. I ain't talking about beer. 
But you can eat stuff like apples. You can eat stuff like sourdough bread. Remember the sourdough craze of the pandemic, the quarantine? Everyone was making sourdough bread. Very low glycemic index. And of course, of course, yellow potatoes, fancy cousin, sweet potato. Sweet potatoes are real good for you. Made some like sweet potato tacos with like a coleslaw. Oh, man, it was good. Really easy to make. I've been using the chef's plate. We've been cooking like fucking crazy here. We had a Popeye's night last night, you know, because we're coming down from the booster. So we had to reward ourselves a little bit. But we've been making dinner in this house. Majority thanks to my wife. I've been trying to pitch in or at least clean the kitchen and get it ready. (laughs) But these goddamn sweet potatoes. So people that were on the low GI diet, they were able to eat as much of it as they wanted at whatever time they wanted. And they lost, like, it wasn't a ton, but they lost, like, a pound over, I don't know how long, several weeks, few weeks, I know, which is not a lot. But the fact is, is that eating these foods, you won't gain weight. That's all I saw. I was like, well, forget about the losing weight part. These are foods you can eat and not worry about gaining weight. So if you look it up online, a low glycemic index diet, there are many more foods there, but you know, get yourself a bag of barley and <laughs> just start stuffing it in. Start making a brewery in there of barley, okay? The other thing I want to talk about is sweating out of fever. Now, I did have, you know, people are always like, yeah, you got to sweat it out. When you get sick, you got to sweat it out. Oh, you just sweat it out. You know, I think, you know, we, we all have a parent that has said that to us once or twice in our life. Yeah, you're sweating it out. Can you sweat out an infection? So I found this article on prevention because I have been, you know, the last time I got sick, the very last time, which was over two years ago, almost two and a half, I had the craziest fever that I woke up in a puddle of sweat. And I've never had that in my life before. I've gotten a little sweaty from fevers, but I've never woken up like I was thrown into a dunk tank at a circus. So I was like, is that, you know, I I would take my temperature too in the morning after I was in this wet bath of clothing and my temperature would always be lower and then it would go back up during the day again. I was like, fuck. So I was like, oh, maybe it's the sweat is good. But apparently, okay, so sweating, you know, fevers, fevers are your body going, your immune system's working great. All it's trying to do is heat the motherfucker up to kill the infection. That's all it's trying to do. It's trying to heat it up, kill it, and then bring it back down. And then you sweat, and it evaporates, and your body cools down. That is the main part. It's a good thing. And kids, I know it's a big scary thing for new parents and stuff, apparently, because kids, you know, they they can't talk, but they get 102 fever, and it's scary as hell, but... Kids are a lot, younger kids get bigger fevers because their immune system is more robust. So it's like less common when you get older, which is like obviously why, you know, apparently you just, you know, you should let it take its course a little bit. We're always trying to stifle the fever, always trying to bring it down. 
you know, but like it, it's going to do it on its own, you know, take some Advil to make yourself comfortable, but let the fever kill the motherfucking virus. And that's what it's been trying to do with lots of this COVID. Doesn't know what the fuck it's doing though. I, I don't think. So yeah, it's more important to not try to make yourself sweat because you can get dehydrated and that is when it becomes dangerous with fevers. So if you are fevered, just get yourself some Pedialyte. I'm big into the Pedialyte now. It's like a little fruit punch Gatorade medicine pop. <laughs> Doesn't taste very good. It's gotta be ice cold. It's gotta be ice cold. It's gonna give you those electrolytes. You let that fever take its freaking course. Okay? Stop putting more blankets on trying to sweat your shit out. Don't have a fucking bath, dummy. You can't sweat out toxins. It's apparently bullshit. Everything your stepdad told you in a sauna is a lie. Here we are. Two things to talk about. One's a silly, dumb thing that, you know, I'm obsessed with nuclear power and nuclear rage. I have nuclear rage. The other one is a little more sentimental, and that's how we're going to end the show. We're going to end the show on the sentimental. Well, let's get to the stupid stuff, okay? So, like, I'm always, you know, I've always got my, my thumb on the pulse of Chernobyl. Like, what's going on there? How is the big shed around the, you know, the, the nuclear meltdown going? Is it still protecting the environment? Are we still in that 100-year window until they have to put another billion-dollar shed over this glob of radioactive ooze that's just in the basement doing, you know, not going anywhere? It's just like this, this blob of death, which I also read, like, in the last year. It's apparently getting a little pissed off again. And the neutrons are going crazy, and the you know it's in the basement. It's in a room they can't get to because it's too radioactive, and too hot, and too crazy. So they they might have to intervene if it starts to get too crazy. They're going to have to intervene, and they're going to have to somehow calm it down in the layman's terms. They're going to have to calm that shit down because that shit seeps down into the water. It's game over for Europe. Can't have that. That's a scary thing. I would hate for that to be my job. I would hate for that to be the family, the, like the family business that you go into where your father did it, your grandfather, because there will be, you know, there will be shit like this that happens. It's like, yeah, we just, we watched the Chernobyl plant, you know, the shed, you know, the big shed they built. Yeah, it's a family business, done it for, we've done it for 400 years now, and uh, we just, we just make sure it's not melting down too hard. But, you know, we've done it for 400 years, so, you know, it'd be foolish for me to stop. It's amazing that we can still procreate these 400 years, spending so much time in Chernobyl. Anyway, getting away from the first point I want to talk is that a company did make a rye. Now, you know I love rye, rye, rye and tequila, those are my things. They made an atomic rye made from apples that were grown in the inclusion zone of Chernobyl. Now, that inclusion zone is a 2,600 square kilometers 
around Chernobyl that you're not allowed to live or, you know, grow shit. <laughs> Stay the fuck away. 2,600 kilometers. That's a lot. It's a fucking lot. Um, but people have been, you know, tourism's picked up there. You can go in for a bit and go out. They just monitor your radioactivity. You're going, you're getting a, a quick couple of x-rays while you're checking out a haunted merry-go-round or whatever. You know, you're, you're able to do it and it seems to be fairly safe. You know, you can even... Some people are able to go into the reactor for uh, five to seven minutes or something. If you want to feel that, where all the the terror took place, uh, but then you have to get the fuck out of there because you're going to start glowing and they won't let you leave if you're too radioactive. And I'm just like, I don't want to go there and be like, oh shit, I, we forgot to tell you, you've had now all of the x-rays you can have in your life. So don't get any more x-rays. You will get cancer. And that is true for people that had to go and clean that shit up. That went onto that roof for like fucking 10 minutes. And now they can never have a fucking x-ray again because they were exposed to so much fucking radioactive shit. Oh, God. So anyways, there's this fucking riot now. And like, I don't know. I think I'm going to try it. You know, like if it hits the shells, if it hits the fucking LCBO... I see some atomic rye in there. I'm going to give her a shot. Apparently, they got the radioactivity out of the apples. Yes, all that shit was contaminated that they made it with. But if you think that I'm not going to let some hipster sell me some fucking atomic shit that's going to make my teeth white, you know, it's going to burn out COVID. It's probably the COVID cure. It just makes me burp. You're even thinking about Chernobyl. I get the Robert Durst burps. <laughs> Fellow burp man. Two different men, but we burp. So if you want anyways, I don't know what happened with it. I think this article is a little bit older than, than I anticipated. So it might have got shut down because of the pandemic. Let's put it that way. But the, the, the government of Ukraine did confiscate a bunch of it because they're like, no, you're not fucking selling Chernobyl fucking booze. It's the last thing we need here. It's the fucking USSR that screwed this up. And now we're our own country and we got to deal with all this shit. Are they, what, you think the fucking USSR sets us some checks? No, they're going to fucking invade us right now. Fucking Russia. I hope everyone's like, okay, nobody touched Chernobyl because remember what a fucking mess this was. Don't fucking make a hole in the Chernobyl fucking den. <laughs> nobody. That's a no-shoot zone. I don't want to fucking... I don't want a BB gun. I don't want a slingshot around it. I want no holes in that thing. Billion dollars to make it. Take your war somewhere else. Ukraine's a big country. So moving on to the last thing I want to talk about before we finish up this first Come Lose It era podcast. Louis Anderson died. Fuck. I keep losing all these funny, apparently nice comedians. I loved Louis growing up because Louis had a gap. And his gap was fucking wild. His gap went every which way. It almost was a type of gap that maybe looked a bit painful to have in his mouth. 
So, you know, I looked up to the Gap people that didn't get there, especially in Hollywood, when a Gap person, talking about his teeth here, folks, when they don't get their teeth fixed and they are a famous person in Hollywood, it it means a lot to the kids at home who didn't get braces when they were a kid. So it always meant something to me that Louie didn't do that. And I loved his show Life with Louie, his cartoon show. I used to watch that all the time. And he was also my favorite family feud host. Because he's a nice guy. He's a big guy. He's not going to make people feel like shit. He's, he's not going to be judging you, you know? If you're a bigger person on the fucking panel, like Steve Harvey would. Steve Harvey would judge you like crazy. He would look at you and wonder if you get up before 8 a.m. Do you work hard? Do you think shit gets handed to you? Do you complain? That's what I get from Steve Harvey. I don't like that guy. I don't like him. But Louie, I really, really like. And I haven't watched enough of Bassus because, you know, fucking FX is hard to stream. Just not on anything. Hard to find it, but from what I saw of that show, it was fantastic. I really loved it. I think he, he plays... <laughs> plays the mom i don't know if he's like a trans mom or is he just a mom but he got a lot of accolades for it and he just died he died at 68 so r.e.p louis but i will go with this that i've i found this interview that he did in late 2016 and it was, you know, after Trump was first elected and they were waiting for him to go to office. So, like, there was this real horrible divide that has started to form. And everything was chaos. And, you know, this is just before the Me Too movement. You know, it just got really dark and fucked up in a, in a hurry. And I'm going to play this for you because I just thought as a last thing for Louis, it's just a really nice, nuanced interview he did about how we could maybe have a little bit of hope going forward and how, you know, big people are people too and they need to have respect and love and encouragement. And if everybody felt that way, it would be a lot better place if we all cared a little bit more so anyway this is louis giving a, a nice little interview i think the characters you know like i said to jonathan and i told you backstage i said you know what i'd really love for christine this year i would love her to be able to twirl and he goes what i go twirl he goes what do you mean i go you know what i mean jonathan i am not gonna spell it out but i don't know what it means except i know that she should twirl i know that she should have a moment where people go, oh. Yeah, people sort of get her and feel her, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, people, don't you think that a 400-pound person wants to twirl just like a 120-pound person? Mm -hmm. And so how can we uh, represent that for all the 400 or 500 or now 600-pound people that are, you know, in our way on the sidewalk? when we're trying to go into the store. I mean, I just think we should look at, you know, this so amazing time in the world. 
we are going to have to examine and re-examine all of us, each of us, really closely now. Because the world's really at an interesting point. And I'll share this with you, even though I'm probably not supposed to. Yeah, do it. With the FX. I don't know, Lana. Do you mind if I talk about that next week, Lana? A little bit? Huh? All right. So next week's episode, there is a lot of it takes place in Paris. And while those guys were making this beautiful art, because I've seen this episode, it's beautiful. Two blocks away or three blocks or a mile away, all those people that were planning those murders in Paris were planning them right then. And the day they left from the shoot on baskets, the next day those killings happened and those attacks. So it just gave me so much pause and thought that here we are on one hand, making art and on the other hand, destroying humanity. You know, in, in this proximity, and it, it made me think that we all need to be making art with each other, you know? And the only way that that can happen is if we twirl, if we allow everybody to twirl or to do their thing Without judgment, my mom had no, you know, she was a, she was a passive-aggressive person from the Midwest, but she welcomed everybody into our home. So I found out about inclusion really early on. And I just think we have to be full of inclusion. And this year in politics is about exclusion. But what we really are looking for is inclusion. If we don't include everyone, and it is not easy, we can't ever survive any of this. And this is a wonderful time for us and the scariest time ever. I think it's incredible that you've sort of come to these personal realizations through this project and sort of the, not just realizations, but uh, it sounds like your own epiphanies about yourself and, and your work, just in doing something a little off the beaten path for, for, for your career. It's really beautiful. I think it was the soup I just had. <laughs> I think. Don't underestimate a delicious bowl of soup. Louis Anderson. Ooh, that gets me. Well, that's it. Episode 76. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to the new brand. Same brand, new brand, new vibe, whatever you want to call it. I will see you next time. And thanks for listening. Oh, and fuck meatloaf. <laughs>